And now, Ravage Love. Monster Mash. It was a graveyard smash. It's episode 25. This is season 5 of Ravage Love. Monster Mash. Hi, Julie. Hello, Renee. It is October here on Ravage Love. And I recently saw a TikTok where a woman talked about how when you're listening to the Monster Mash, you're not actually listening to the Monster Mash. You're listening to people talk about the monster mash and i was extremely sober when i watched that and it fucked with me so now that's what i think of every time i hear about the monster mash i always think about that meme where they they're like these women are trying to like talk about the monster mash and then the narrator interrupts them and they call it wolfman splaining <laughs> and i think about that a lot too um yeah i saw that video but thanks to instagram showing me what people like i saw that you liked it so i was like damn it oh (laughs) she was just so dead ass about it and that's that's my favorite i love that so much um big fan big fan big fan of some deadpan zany off the wall shit that people just deliver with their full chest no no i meant like i'm a big fan of the monster oh i don't i don't like humor or dry wit at all and i wish it it wasn't a thing i wish it was everybody was just a clown um oh, because okay. then you could tell that they're trying to be funny right because of the face paint fair Except when they have like frowns but then you're kind of like oh are they are they sad but are they trying to be funny i'm not even sure um but the, the makeup implies that they are in fact doing a bit so um i say yes to clowns and no to deadpan tiktokers Okay. Thank you. Thank you so much for that TED Talk. We really appreciate the depth and breadth of discourse that you brought to the podcast. Uh, somebody has to talk about it. <laughs> Especially in October because it is Renee's favorite month. And as per usual, as longtime listeners know, we do not chat with each other prior to the episode. So I have no idea what you read this week, but I would bet my entire life savings which is really, you know, 50 bucks and a nice vintage car, um, that you have not read my book, nor would you ever read the book that I read this week. Um, But here we are. So do you want to hear what I read? I do. Because I'm... I don't know. Do I? Yeah. Yeah. I'm dying to know what you read because you always find the funniest shit, especially in the month of October. But um, I read a book that was... Uh, very popular. It was a bestseller, like a mainstream bestseller. I had heard about this book just from being a person in the world, not seeking it out for the podcast. Is it Practical Magic? (laughs) No. It is called The Dead Romantics by Ashley Poston, who writes stories about love and friendship and ever afters. She is a na- dead people. <laughs> uh huh. She's a nah. native to South Carolina. She now lives in a small gray house with her sassy cat and too many books. You can find her on the internet somewhere, watching cat videos and reading fan fiction. And in fact, her Goodreads blurb, uh, like author blurb, is that she is a best, a New York Times bestseller by day, and a writer of fanfic by night. So I'm thinking, okay. This is this is very much in line with how we do things here on the show. 
uh, I had heard she great. Sounds like a like a really wild and crazy guy. <laughs> okay, let's 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 not get crazy now. Um, but so the dead romantics, I didn't know much about it. I just knew um, I had heard of it, and has a kind of a, it has a great cover, but it definitely has a cover that hints that it is chiclet ish sort of contemporary rom-com and it very much is so that's why i'm like there ain't no way you would <laughs> so read this it just has a cover yes it has a cover um okay. but you know it's got like the you know it's like animated like yeah it's like yeah. yeah it's a cartoon and uh it's got you know like bright colors and all of those things so um very very recent book this book uh came out last year like i said legit new york times bestseller I've saw multiple like book displays about it at like Indigo and even an independent bookstore. Um, and so the dead romantics is about Florence day who is a ghostwriter for a woman named Ann Nichols, who she does, they do name drop like legit, like real romance authors um, in this book like Jude Devereaux and you know all the the bigs but basically this Ann Nichols woman is like the equivalent of one of the big wigs of romance what nobody knows is that actually Florence Day her former assistant is actually who's been writing the last few books and all of them end up being these bestsellers and so she is a writer and editor, according to the people in her life, but actually is the ghostwriter for these extremely famous books. And so she has this kind of bizarre life because she can't really tell people what's actually going on because she has signed an NDA and all of these things. So she's in her late 20s. And this is where this is my big critique of this book is like it's very she's very much a millennial tweet. Like she's giving Zoe Deschanel vibes um, in that she's like, I'm just like a grown ass woman, but I'm going to infantilize myself and just be like clumsy and frumpy and da 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 da. So she grew up in a small town called Clancyville. The mayor is literally a golden retriever. Like if you could just lay on all of the cliches. Like Airbud. Exactly. So she's from a small town and her parents own a funeral home. So she grew up in a funeral home. It's giving my girl. It's giving my girl. And she desperately wanted to flee her small town because she has a gift. Her and her dad have the gift that they can speak to the dead. Oh my God. And so she always kept it a secret. But when she was Sylvia Brown. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> when she was 13, she solved a local murder because she met the ghost and asked the ghost to explain everything that happened and da 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 da. So they were able to find the killer. And so the town was like, glad you solved this murder, but also you're a fucking freak. And so she felt like she never belonged in this town. Everyone thought she was weird. Um, and so she's moved away to be a writer, to like, you know, chase her dreams and um, ends up being this ghostwriter. And she goes the day before this, her latest book is due. She goes as the assistant to the publishing house to beg for an extension. 
And she finds out that there's a new editor that she has to report to. And this dude is a tall glass of water, fucking smoke show. And seemingly very nice. But then when they get down to business, he's like, no, like, tell her it's due tomorrow or else we're going to go after her for violating her contract. Like, this is like, you know, you got she got extension after extension. It's due. We're already doing publicity. She needs to report back. And then Florence is like, oh, yeah, no, of course, I'll get back to her right away. Then you find out she's like, this bitch could be dead for all I know. Like, I haven't actually seen this woman in years. And but, you know, I'm definitely going to hear from her if lawyers get involved. So I have to finish this goddamn book. But the reason why she hasn't been able to finish the book is because she no longer believes in love, Renee. Oh, my God. Because the year prior, she got dumped. It was a pandemic. <laughs> she got dumped. And uh, Slash did the dumping because she was with a guy named Lee for a long time. And he was also a writer. And one day she kind of flippantly mentioned that you know, well, ghosts exist. Like I talked to them and he was like, what? And she was like, JK, I'm just kidding. I'm just working on a story. And he's like, tell me more. So she tells them all these like stories of things that she's been thinking about and that she's writing about, but actually are real things that happened to her. So actual conversations she had with ghosts and all these things. And then this fucking guy took all of her stories, AKA her life story and sold it as a book and made a shit ton of money. And then thought she would be happy for him. And she was like, you fucking stole my life story. And he's like, look, you're not a go-getter. You were never going to write that story anyways. What the fuck do you care? So she like barged out of his apartment and was just so devastated. She's like, this is the first person I ever trusted with my story. And this is what happens to me. So fuck love. And ever since then, she has not been able to finish this goddamn book because she's like, I can't give them a happy ending. So when she goes to the editor and says, can I get an extension? He's like, no. She's like, okay, well... Anne was thinking of maybe taking things in a different direction, maybe not having a happy ending. Maybe it's more of a murder mystery. Maybe it's a cliffhanger. Maybe it's a friendship story. And he's like, no, we're a romance publishing house. Tell her she owes me a fucking manuscript for a romance tomorrow or my lawyers are coming after her. And she's like, fuck. So she goes back to her apartment. She's like wallowing and fucking feeling sorry for herself. And then her like party hardy roommate comes home and is like, fuck this. We're going out on the town. And she's like, I got to write this book. And she's like, you're not going to write this book tonight. You're going to feel sorry for yourself. Let's go out. So they go out to this bar. It's like a little speakeasy. And then there's a little like, um, like open mic situation. And so she's now had a couple drinks and her roommates like go up there, read something you've been writing. And she's like, maybe I will. And then someone else puts his hand up first and she's like, oh, you can go. And he turns around and it's her fucking ex boyfriend who's gonna read parts of her goddamn life story for applause at this speakeasy so she's like fuck this and storms out she's in the alley and she's just like and then she looks up and physically plows into beautiful ben the man the new editor at the publishing house so she's like oh fuck like what the fuck are you doing here i'm a hot mess uh what's going on he's like what's the matter and she's like "Ah!" and she just jumps on him and starts making out with him and he's into it and starts kissing her back and she's like this is fucking random but okay let's just have this hot hot makeout in an alley and then she gets a phone call to say that her dad has died of a heart attack 
Oh my gosh, the ghost her dad? <laughs> then she's like, oh my God. So she like obviously storms off and then her roommate's like, what's the matter? And she's like, my dad just died. She goes home for the funeral to help plan the funeral. And then you see there's all this tension with her younger siblings. You know, her one younger sibling is the only one who took over the family business. And, you know, they haven't really gotten along. And she's the eldest. And she's the one who moved away. So there's all these weird vibes. And then they're going over the will. And they get, there's a knock at the door. And she goes to open the door. And it's Ben, the editor, but as a ghost. Because... That motherfucker died that same night. He got hit by a fucking car. Oh, so that was the dad doing her a solid. Well. Well, Renee. Am I figuring out this book before you even gotten there? Is that what's happening right now? So this sets off a whole thing where she's like, how the fuck is he at my doorstep and dead? There's how is he dead? I just saw him yesterday at the bar. Like, how is he dead? This is fucked up. I'm just hallucinating. I'm just losing my mind because I'm freaking out and thinking about him because I owe him a fucking manuscript that I'm clearly never going to get done because not only do I not believe in love, I'm full of grief. So she assumes then that when she realizes this dude is legit a ghost and then she has to explain to him, yeah, you're a ghost. And he's like, well, how the fuck do you know? How can you see me? How can you talk to me? No one else can. And she's like, me and my dad, we have this gift and I hate it and I try to repress it all the time, but it's true. And that's why you're here. You have unfinished business. And he's like, well, what could that be? And she's like, I don't know. Uh, Could be the book I owe you. Fun fact. I am the person who wrote. And he's like, yeah, I fucking knew you were the person who wrote her books because no one's heard from this bitch in forever. So clearly someone was doing it on her behalf. I don't think I'm a ghost because I need to help you with the book. And she's like, well, what else could it be? And he's like, great point. Thus begins them for a week falling in love, him as a ghost, him being nice to her, him helping her deal with her grief, helping her plan her dad's funeral where he has all these like very eccentric requests and like he wants an Elvis impersonator and he wants crows and he wants all this shit. <laughs> a thousand wildflowers and blah, blah, blah. And then Ben is helping her along on the journey. And then he's kind of opening up and saying like, why are you so cynical about love? And she tells him the story and she's like, why do you believe in love? And he was like, I believe in love. I just don't think I'm deserving of it. I was with an incredible woman for years and then she cheated on me. And I was just so devastated that I thought it's me. I drove this woman away. I wasn't good enough for her. And so he gets her to start believing in love. Then, like, this book is 500 pages long. I'm flying through so many things to give you a linear narrative. But he helps her understand that love is real, connect, reconnect with her family. Then she finally finds out from someone, hey, did you hear that, like, looks like Ben might be coming out of his coma? (gasps) And she was like, what? I thought he died. And then when she confronts the ghost, the ghost goes away. And so then she goes back to New York, goes to the hospital to see Ben and to understand like, how the fuck is this dude? How was he a ghost then? If he wasn't dead, was he like in the in between? And he was like, if he solved his issue, he was going to come out of his coma. Like what the fuck's going on? She goes to the hotel room. Sorry, not the hotel room, the hospital room. 
and sees his ex-girlfriend curled up in a ball beside the bed like she had been staying watch for the whole time he was in a coma. And so she realizes that's the real love of his life. Like this woman came and sat by his side for a week. They have all this history together. There's no point in me like declaring my love because he was I was talking I was falling in love with a ghost. Like he's gonna come out of this coma and I have no fucking idea who I am. He's just gonna think I'm some chick who writes books for him. So like what are you doing, you Delulu bitch? So she <laughs> leaves. And then once he gets back to work from the injury that is never really explained, <laughs> she goes to deliver the manuscript to him. And then he's looking at her and he's kind of like, huh, huh, what's going on? And then she says, she confronts him. And then he's like, oh my God, it's you. I thought everything we did over the past week was a dream or was part of my fucking concussion. But now I realize it really did happen. And she's like, yeah, you were a ghost. And I was talking to you and you made me believe in love. So I was able to finish the story as a happily ever after and submit it. And then now my contract with this writer is done. And so I'm on my own. So she ends up getting her own agent. She also just casually finds out that that writer full on died. (laughs) Like she the was VC Andrews situation. Exactly. So like the ghostwriter's an old dude. Exactly. <laughs> so she's ghostwriting. She's talking to ghosts. She's ghostwriting for a literal ghost. And then a ghost helps her finish writing her fucking book. That's we, the book I wanted to read. More about the ghosts. <laughs> that's just like they beat this metaphor to death. Um <laughs> <Hot> ghosts. <laughs> just exactly. I wish it had been like last week where it was just like hot ghost and then the week before that what wasn't it like haunted by a ghost on thanksgiving like give me some straightforward fucking shit um so she gets her happily ever ending and she him and you know she becomes her own writer in her own right she gets to write books in her own name um she gets to take him home to meet the rest of her family everyone's all happy for her they're like wow that happened really fast and they kind of look at each other like (laughs) did it (laughs) so did i hate the dead romantics no the writing was good the story was certainly more sophisticated than i think a traditional kind of like beach read but it is ultimately a beach read and it's not it wasn't funny enough to be my style. Like I can handle, as you know, I can deal with contemporary romance. I do like some of the quote unquote chiclet stuff, but it has to have like witty banter. It has to have some sort of tension or th- like, give me some Adriana Herrera versions of like chiclet. I'm into, but like Renee at one point coffee is referred to as zoom, zoom juice. <laughs> Not wrong. Like, it's that level of, like, cringy, twee, millennial, like, <laughs> adorable shit that made it eye rolly for me. Also, no spice. Uh. No spice. You're giving me 500 pages and they're not banging. I'm not happy. So I'm going to give it maybe a two out of five because, like, there's implied sex when he becomes a person and they can actually touch each other. But it's not, like, grip the sheets by any means. Um, And, yeah, I couldn't even think of an accoutrement. I mean, 
what's an accoutrement you know ghost i don't know ghost things i don't know what an accoutrement would be for a ghost a net um (laughs) no you can't catch it you don't catch (laughs) julie no you would use like an evp machine so that it it could like detect what they were saying electromagnetic things listen i have one on my telephone and sometimes it tells me really creepy shit so (laughs) and i love it (laughs) well it like keeps track of all the words so sometimes it's like murder and you're like who is it and it's awesome other times it's like boat and you're like is that how you die (laughs) well one of those um to like trap them like those things that's what i'm gonna give it as an accoutrement uh okay i mean that's not real that's not real but it is real in a world in which bitches talk to fucking ghosts because they had too much zoom zoom juice okay listen bustin makes me feel good and (laughs) that's all there is to it yeah so anyways if folks want a uh beach read that you know you could handle talking about death then uh the dead romantics get it it sounds like a band i know it's like the new romantics is a band but like dead romantics it sounds like an emo band like, oh where are you because exactly. you know? i'm so sorry it's yeah it's giving like i actually think it would be more dead yeah i know you're right because i was gonna say it's is it like a treyu and like stabbing westward and like those kinds but no it's like truly my chemical romance um yeah even a little nice. sum 41 maybe <laughs> a little simple plan <laughs> So why'd you say it like that? Because Simple Plan, the Simple Plan, (laughs) exactly. The dudes from Simple Plan are from Quebec, and they're so fucking French. And listeners, if you are Canadian and you know and remember Simple Plan, look up interviews with these spiky-haired Quebec trash dudes because they're they'll sing a song that's so like straightforward and then they'll be interviewed and they'll be like i am eric from simple plan <laughs> it's just <laughs> just call yourself our plan simple and just move on with your life <laughs> <laughs> do the bilingual route like Celian. yahoo <laughs> for life so i know you didn't read anything that was even remotely sounds like it was written by uh, an emo band so please hit us hit us with what you read this week so do you remember maybe it was last year the year before i read a little thing called bad out of hell (laughs) oh sure do so i discovered just now uh that my author wrote that as well so um i was in good hands this week i really was (laughs) uh so i read getting ahead by latrexa nova and it's part of the 13 kinks of Halloween collection. Um, it's an erotic Halloween legend. Ooh. Now on the cover here, we've <laughs> That's got That's what a I woman. call you. <laughs> you. Call me an erotic Halloween legend? Thank yes. you. Oh my God. <laughs> that would be your category oh if you were in a bookstore. <laughs> anyway, so sorry. Do continue. You know what? I've, I've been thinking so hard about like what kind of merch we could make and I think having a t-shirt that just says an erotic Halloween legend would really <laughs> clean up with our listeners. Um, so my cover has a woman in like a bralette 
and she's kissing a man uh, who's there's like a jack-o'-lantern and there's a horse in the background and only like one of those things is accurate so um my main character who I don't remember her name it's like way later in the book she decides after getting broken up with by her no good boyfriend that she's going to go on a trip to Sleepy Hollow that they had planned together. So she uh, goes on this trip to Terrytown um, and she decides she wants to kind of walk the same path as um, the characters in Washington Irving's story of Sleepy Hollow. Um, but as she's walking around this little town, it's just getting really, really windy, Julie. It's like so fucking windy in this place. And, um, but she she's trying to get to the bridge that's featured in the story. I don't know. Did you ever read Sleepy Hollow? There's like no, girl. Okay. <laughs> so in Sleepy my Hollow, my days okay. ended after Goosebumps and a little bit of Fear Street. Like but, that's my but level. Did you did you ever watch the Sleepy Hollow Disney cartoon? No, the only Sleepy Hollow I feel like wow. I saw a live action Sleepy Hollow with like Christina Ricci. John- yeah, there's a Johnny Depp one. It's- yeah. It's unfortunate. It's a Tim Burton movie. The costumes are delicious. They're (laughs) phenomenal. Um, But I can't really watch anything with Johnny Depp in anymore. It just gives me the ick. Um, He didn't need to be in it. He's just, he's the worst. Yeah, Um, forever. But 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 the costumes are lovely. And then the backstory about why everybody's evil or whatever is like ick again. But the costumes, phenomenal. Christina Ricci's a blonde in it. You can't see her eyebrows. I'm living for it. <laughs> but I digress. So um, there is a there's a Disney cartoon you can watch. It's it's all right. It's OK. Um, but anyway, my main character, she's she's there. She's in Sleepy Hollow or in, in, in Terrytown. And she wants to get to the graveyard because beyond the graveyard is the famous bridge. There's a famous bridge in the story um, that the horseman gallops across and she wants to cross it. Like that's that's her whole thing. She wants to go there. And she's like, haha, maybe I could like talk with Washington Irving's ghost. Uh, Spoiler, she doesn't. He's not in this. Um, He's too busy being dead. Um, So anyway, she's she's walking through the graveyard. There's no one else there, but it's starting to get really, really foggy. And um, she's kind of starting to feel a little scared in the fog because she's in a new city. She's, you know, it's a creepy story and she's kind of loving it. Um, But because she's starting to feel a little frightened, she decides to walk towards this church that's there in the graveyard. And then she hears a bayful horse's cry. It's like, nay, in the background. (laughs) She's like, oh no. (laughs) And I was really excited to be able to throw that in here because, you know, I love making horse sounds. Um, So she hears a a baleful horse's cry and the stomping of hooves. And she's like, ruh row. So she turns around to try and spot this horse, thinking maybe it like meandered into the graveyard. But then next thing she realizes is that she's being swept up and grabbed at the waist and thrown across a horse's back. And she's like, what the fuck is happening right now? And so she thinks, okay, well, Obviously, like, this place is probably really touristy this time of year. So it's probably a reenactment. So she's kind of, like, in it. She's like, yeah, I love this. And she's looking at kind of, like, the the legs of the man who who grabbed her. And she's like, he is, has just, like, the most amazing thighs ever. Oh, my God. Um, and she's like, I wonder if his muscle, muscles are as bulging and thick everywhere else. Yum, yum, yum. Um, but they keep galloping. And she's like, okay, all right, um... 
this is really cool like you need but you need to like lay off and she says the larping and i was like oh larping <laughs> but um <laughs> so she thinks she got picked up by a larper um and uh she again spoiler she wasn't picked up by a larper julie um <laughs> So she's galloping through uh, this graveyard with this well-toned man on a horse and she gets put down and she's like, okay, it's time to like, like chill out. Um, And she realizes it's like a headless horseman cosplayer. So she's like, okay. Um, But then she realized she's actually really into like all of this manhandling, but she's like, okay, this is, Obviously, this person's working. Like, nothing's going to happen. Joke's on her, Julie. He <laughs> rips open her blouse. And she's like, oh, my God. Okay, that's, like, taking it a little too far, right? <laughs> and um, so he, like, starts, like, pressing his body up against her. And she's like, he's so masculine. And she's like, oh, my God. I just want to, like, kiss him and then do all these things to him. Um and meanwhile, he's he's just, like, rubbing up on her and, like, touching her pussy and her boobies and stuff. And she's like, I love it. Um, and he, like, gets her off. And then she's like, oh, I just, I really want to, like, kiss this guy. And so she, she wants to. Um, but she can't really find where, like, his coat ends. And so um, they fuck a couple times. And she's super into it um, because he's, like, super muscly and has a huge dick and she's like yeah here for this um and then he like takes her away from this wall where he just like finger banged her and then um he like makes her like suck his dick and she's like yum 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 i love it um and then he takes her to this area where he like lays her down he's like we're gonna we're gonna fuck each other now and she's like yes and then she realizes the man has no head she's like it's the headless horseman i don't know where the horse is during this um they don't mention it at all again and i'm like oh no okay um just a horse you know in a graveyard which doesn't sound like this sounds like an osha violation but so anyway, uh, they like fuck on the grass and she's like, I just wish I could kiss you. I want to connect with your face. Um, and so they fuck and she loves it. But then she's like, I can't, I can't anymore. I'm, I'm too tired. My, my body, it's had too much, too much fucking from you, headless horseman. Um, and so the horseman's like, says nothing because he has no mouth. Um, and so he like pulls her up on the horse that showed up out of nowhere and they decide to gallop away but she hears like a calling in the distance and she's like what is that what's that sound um and but she's on the horse and she's getting all like horned up because it's galloping and she's like i never thought i'd get turned on riding a horse um it's her lucky day because she did (laughs) and so the headless horseman's like finger banging her again um and then he takes her to a grave and she like gets off the horse and she's reading this gravestone and she's like oh there's there's no there's no name on this it just says like beloved military man or something oh it says here my highlight on page 16 this was only like a 20 page book um her name is rebecca blake okay so now we know um (laughs) like friday friday okay um that was rebecca black but yes close enough (laughs) 
they never call him the headless horseman in this anyway um even though he is one so anyway she pulls her off and he's like look at my gravestone and she's like oh my god beloved captain holy smokes and then she hears yelling and she's like what the fuck is that and so she takes his hand and and she can tell he's like reluctant. He doesn't want to go towards this this sound, this moaning, this ghostly noise. And she gets over and she <laughs> she comes across his head. She finds his head. And she's like, yeah, his head is German. And I am so excited. So his name is Captain Jurgen Fuchs of Hesse Castle, which means Captain Jurgen fucks well. Um, so that's the thing you need to know. Um, so he's like, she's like, oh, hey, um, I guess you're his, you're his head. And he's like, you know, oh, we're not, we're not really connected that way. But like, yeah, that's my body. And she's like, well, just so you know, like we made love. And he's like, all right. And so he's like, you know, when I was alive, I, my, I was famous for pleasuring a woman with my mouth. Uh, so she's like, really? And so then the body comes up behind her and is like, yum, 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 I love you. I love touching your body. I'm going to tweak your nipples. And then Jurgen is like, I want to kiss your body all over. And she's like, okay. So she has this head. And it's just like, it, it, the the Nova describes it as the head latching onto her. Ooh. And so I think a bit like a bit like a piranha. Um, but it, it like latches on and I guess it's kissing her how it stays on. I don't know. So I want to imagine it's like, she's like holding it going like mwah, 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 all over her body. <laughs> Just like with the little head. <laughs> um, it says here that he releases my nipple with a lusty pop. So it's like, like, oh, I can't do it. Anyway, one of those like pop sounds. Mm-hmm. So you know what I'm talking about. I do. Um, I, I could never make that sound, but I know exactly what you're talking about. I can do it, but I didn't practice before okay. the show the way I'd, I normally practice sounds. So um, that's my bad. Sorry about that. <laughs> so anyway, so then the body's like feeling her up and like fucking her. And then the body, the head's like eating her out and stuff. And she's having the best time. Um, and then uh, the body like comes in her and then the head's like yum, yum, yum. And like eats it up. And I think at one point too, it's like, hey, yeah, Jurgen is like sucking his own dick attached to his body i think he's compartmentalized it though so for him it's like it's not his body it's just a body you know mm-hmm. um which i love that like inclusivity of this story um and then she wakes up the next day and there's just like this this washington old man who's like i don't know what you're up to last night but like you better this is a family town so you better cover up and, and you know get out of here and gives her a jacket and uh He's like, it's a good thing you were not last night. The ghosts are about. We heard wailing all night. And she's like, yeah, it was me. And that's the end of the story. So um, that was my story. It's about a headless horseman <laughs> and its head as separate entities. Fucking a lady who went through a bad breakup, which I thought was really kind. Um, and there was a horse, which I also loved. Loved that there was a horse in this story. Big fan. Um. There are no jack-o'-lanterns, even though there was one on the cover. And on the cover, she's making out with a, a man with a head. Um, I still didn't feel like I got bamboozled into reading this. Like, the cover didn't didn't take away from the story not being at all related to the cover, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, like, 10 out of 10 for that. Um, it was spicy, but it was super short because <laughs> it was a short story. 
It wasn't even a novella. It was a nice short story. 25 ebook pages. Oh, damn. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, loved it. Uh, La Trexa Nova has not let me down yet. Uh, 10 out of 10. 10 out of 10. So, what's your accoutrement? And um, what the fuck are you going to read? <laughs> So, uh, there, there's a whole, like, subculture of, like, birthing things. You can buy, like, eggs and stuff on the internet and birth them. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm going to give them those little decorative gourds. Oh. Yeah. So she can, like, put them in and then birth them out and be like, oh, headless horseman, you're good. I'm having your babies. Because <laughs> she seems like she's a fun time, you know? Yeah, she seems like a fun um, hang for sure. 100%. So I feel like that would just be, like, upper alley. She'd be like... Yeah, I like to have fun. She's like the Ringo of this story. So, yeah, that's my accoutrement. Little little, gourd, little decorative gourds used in a <laughs> uh, sensual way. And what the shit are you reading us? Um, So I'm just going to read when she meets the head. Okay. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> so keep in mind that like this body got decapitated in a different time, right? So it's a different time, Renee. It was a different. It was a different time. So he he talks like a Puritan, uh, oh, but okay. we know that we know that he's like DTF, right? Okay. Uh, but he's also German for some reason. A German Puritan or captain in uh, in America, so who died there? So. Anyway, it's just it's just funny. And I get to do a German accent, which is the whole point. The whole point of me coming here. So again, apologies to our German listeners. Um, this is just my interpretation of your beautiful, noble accent, um, and not at all indicative that I know what I'm doing. Okay? All right, we're good. Okay, so this is getting ahead. The erotic Halloween legend rides on 13 Kings of Halloween by Latrexa Nova. Chapter three. Finally. Just off a ledge that led down to the stream, I found it. A head. With hair matted and dirty blonde, a face covered in mud and dirt. Come hither, Archgrige, it growled. Was it possible? I can hear the loutish footsteps. I nearly fell over myself with shock sliding down the bank. Is it really you? I asked in amazement. Am I who? The head responded, unable to turn towards me. The horseman, I cried, carefully turning him to look my way. The horseman? Fraulein, I am a commanding officer. Of course I do ride a horse. He grumbled in his thick German accent. His voice was incredibly deep, sending jolts of awareness straight to my core. I'm not going to do this in a deep accent. (laughs) No surprises, I suppose, since the rest of him had already thoroughly trained and re- Uh, a response from my body. Oh God, I was fucked up for. I was suddenly blushing very hard. I mean, his body had acted almost with a mind of its own. I suppose it did have its own head leading it. No, no, I was making it worse thinking about it harder. Ugh, I like him hard. I I needed to stop. Uh, Should I apologize for taking advantage of his body? Though really, I was the one taking advantage of, not that I was complaining. I found your body, or rather, he found me. You found me, I babbled. His eyes, a piercing blue, flicked from uh, f- uh, flicked behind me and squinted. Ah, there you are, Kotzbracken, he said to the body, still standing behind me. He cannot hear me, thou knowest. He? 
You don't think of it as part of you? Can you, uh, feel what your body feels? It has been a very long time since we have been fun. At this point, he has a mind of his own. As thou can see, he has no issue leaving me behind. There was a sense of loss there, one that echoed uh, much despite his gruff nature. I reached a hand out to stroke his cheek in comfort. His eyes fluttered closed for a moment. Who art thou? He asked softly, his eyes opening. I felt my breath catch. She had the most beautiful eyes I'd ever seen. Oh, uh, sorry, I, uh, your body and I... His brow furrowed. Thy name, Fräulein? I could not have been redder, even in the darkest of the night. Oh, Rebecca Blake. What, what is your name? Your gravestone was worn. Should not a man introduce himself before his grave should? He arched his an eyebrow. My name is Captain Jürgen Fuchs of Hesse-Kessel. I bit back a snort. No way I would be able to explain to him why his last name was so funny. But I mean, Jürgen really fucks? I sighed at the memory of just how well. What be it, Fräulein? He grumbled, surveying the odd flash of expression that must have run across my face. I wasn't about to explain that I uh, what had caused them, but I could at least apologize for the other thing. I, uh, think I have something to confess. Does my visage look like that of a priest? No, I, well, you see, your body, uh, when he found me, he was... Feeling my anxiety, the body in question came up behind me and held me close. My breathing grew quicker, just out with it. We, uh, f we made love. I take back what I said about not being able to be redder earlier. I was definitely ready to be made into lobster bisque. Someone just put me into uh, someone just put me in a boiling hot pot of water and end this already. Jurgen's eyes roamed my body, jumping back between me and his own body. Was it good? <laughs> when I was whole, I was quite popular amongst I frown. I bet my lip and nodded slowly. So what I was truly best at was pleasuring a woman with my mouth. I love not more than to taste of that the divine cream. Oh God! Did I just moan? Warmth shot straight to my core. But those those days are long gone. He sighed. Would you mind terribly to wash the muck from my face? I must improve my appearance to be in the presence of a lady. And then we jump a little bit. He just says, Sorry, it's just that earlier when we were, when we were fucking, my ears were on fire. Yes, that I just, I wanted to kiss him. You. Come here, then, Fräulein. Uh, Fräulein Blake, and let me share with you the pleasures of my mouth. And then they fuck! <laughs> Both of them! Both of them, and then the head sucks his own dick. Ten out of ten. Ayo! Loved it. Latrexa Nova <sighs> is the queen of writing these quick, dirty little bangers that I love, and I loved it. And I'm so glad that I kind of stumbled upon them again for this Halloween season because no regrets. And I'm not going to read anything else by Latrexa Nova because I hope that next October I stumble upon it again. Oh, smart. Smart. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Smart. We smart, bad. Smart. Well, thank you for bringing that joy into our lives. Thank you to our listeners for joining us week after week. We crank out our 
wacky, wild stories. And yet you're still here on this journey with us. And we love and cherish all of you. We love you so much. Um, would y'all buy merch? Because I feel like whatever we said that title of that book was, <laughs> sounds like a great t-shirt. Uh, yeah, I mean, hit us up on Instagram. Comment on the um, post about this particular episode on whether or not you would want some merch. And I don't uh, say that because I want us to make money because we won't. I say that because I personally love merch. And you know, Julie alone, that I love swag. And I love oh, it. You love a swag. You love merch. You always have great t-shirts. You buy the best bumper stickers. You like, you just find them. You find the niche things. And every time I wear something that you bought me or I have like one of the bookmarks that you got me that are fucked up, people are always just mm-hmm. like, where's I'm like, it's Renee. It's obviously Renee. Obviously Renee found this for me. You know what? No joke. I have another sticker for you. And I have one for our dear friend and great listener cat sitting on my kitchen counter that I can't wait to send you. Amazing. I'm just, I'm bad at sending mail. That's just the truth. And I own it, but you're great at swag. And so yeah, you're coming in clutch for that one. So yeah, listeners, if you want some swag, if you would buy some swag again, not because it's actually going to make us any money, but just because you enjoy bringing a little happiness into your life at a time when the world feels so goddamn bleak, then uh, yeah, comment on the post of this story and let us know if you're interested in some swag and we'll see what we can do for you. Yes. I will. I will find a way to drop ship it. So it doesn't cost us more money. (laughs) More you listeners. (laughs) Yeah. Let us know if you want some swag. Also check out our brand new website so you can see our episodes. Also what we look like, what we, our own choices of books that we like to read. So go and check out our razzle dazzle website and our very funny Instagram. Two things that Renee is entirely responsible for. Bless her little heart. And, uh, you know, keep, keep listening we love it we love your feedback we love your suggestions we love your fucked up memes uh keep rating and reviewing us all of the things just keep doing what you're doing listeners we love you very much do you remember how last week we talked a bit about how you have bad luck and you keep breaking mirrors um your mirror your barbie one is in your picture on our website so if anybody wants to see the mirror (laughs) it's there Oh my god, in memoriam for that fucking mirror that I loved so much. R.I.P. <laughs> R.I.P. Barbie mirror. It's on the website from when I was cosplaying as Barbie to go to the Barbie premiere. R.I.P. I saw the Barbie up. movie the day my ex-partner died. So many memories! You know what? It was just that Kennergy <laughs> got him. <laughs> He's just dead. And he <laughs> <laughs> No, I gotta get a curse now. <laughs> no, you, that girl, was good, girl. If you weren't already cursed, I mean, come <laughs> on. You and I, separately and together, are cursed. So let's just lean all the fucking way in. It's our October, baby. It's spooky season. People are cursed, yes. possessed. That's what happens. Yeah. But I love you. Showbiz, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we like to have fun. <laughs> and remember at the beginning of this episode where you said you hated joy and laughter? I proved you wrong, bitch. I proved you wrong. Oh no, I, I do hate it, but <laughs> I also I also live to give, and I know what the listeners like. So I see gotta give the people what they want. Well, Always. it was lovely to laugh along with you this week, Renee. 
always my biggest pleasure talking to you. Do you want to do your thingy monster mash us out? <laughs> sure do. Ravage love. Ravage love. Bye. Bye. Artwork for the show is created by Karen McKnight. Very special thanks to Josh Shenfield for production assistance. You can find Josh on Instagram at Fushigiyami. That's F-U-S-H-I-G-I-Y-A-M-I on Instagram. Connect with us at Ravage Love on Instagram and Twitter, or by email at ravagelove.podcast at gmail.com. Working in the lab late one night when my eyes beheld an eerie sight for my monster from his slab began to rise and suddenly to my surprise his trousers dropped right to the floor with his bottom bare he ran to the door I said Frankenstein what's gotten into you he said my dick is hard and I need to screw he did the fuck. He did the monster fuck. The monster fuck. It was a graveyard fuck. He did the fuck. That monster sucked and fucked. He did the fuck. He did the monster fuck.